0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the word of God. If you remember on Wednesday nights we've been studying our love walk or the application of love to our walk. Now, the reason or the purpose, if you remember when I we began this 2 weeks ago or this is in, we're in our 3rd week. If you remember what I said was this is there's a tremendous amount of fear being released. Upon the earth uh, through all types of uh, things that are being said and done. Uh, there's just a, a, a true spirit of fear upon the earth and it's affecting a lot of people. And if you don't understand it and if you don't know how to counter it, then it can, it can torment your life. The Bible says fear hath torment. The Bible also says perfect love casteth out all fear. Amen. So the more you understand about the love of God, how much God loves you. Amen. You know, that's see, he values you. You don't, you don't not love anything that you value. He values you. He proved his, proved his uh, value to us or how much he valued us by sending Jesus, his son, by paying the ultimate price so that we could be born again and be brought into the family of God. Amen? So he doesn't want us living in fear. You know, with the scripture there in Timothy, God's not giving us a spirit of fear but of power, of love, a sound mind and a spirit of fear is actually it's not speaking about an individual demon it's actually talking about a spirit of fear that can be in an area if you've ever been around here when a, when a hurricane is approaching you can tangibly, tangibly feel the spirit of fear you can, feel, you can feel it in the grocery stores. You can, you can feel it everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's just here. And listen, that's not, it's a natural thing. It's just the, the way it is when, when there's trauma, when there's terror, when there's threat of destruction, when there's all types of things like that, then there's a, there's a spirit of fear. But now it's a little more, how can you say this? It's a little more, uh, it's, it's being a little more manipulated right now where it's being used. And the problem is it's not being used for anything. It's being, being used against everything. So if you're not careful if you get caught away in all of this, you'll, you'll end up in a place in which your mind is so tormented by fear that, that it'll literally, literally shut you down, and it's literally going on all over the world right now, where people are literally shut down. Uh, we dealt with a situation with a, with a friend of mine that I knew many years ago, and, and you know, when all this started, they thought, well, you know, they're both retired. They both got uh, money, and, and so they thought, well, we, you know, we can have groceries delivered and, and liquor delivered. But you know, after about six months of that, you're, you have no hope. So thank God for Jesus. Whoever would bring Jesus to them. Talk to them about Jesus, the peace of God. Pray for them and pray with them. Amen? Man, I'm telling you, there's, there's thousands and thousands and probably even millions of people that are so afraid. You just take it for granted that everybody's like you are. They're not. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we teach these kinds of things to help keep you in the right place, but that you can help the people around you. So that they will not be so afraid and that's done by this understanding of love because faith worketh by love and you receive the love of God by faith. Amen. Now notice Ephesians, go to Ephesians chapter 3. There's this beautiful prayer. Let me read it in the uh, King James real quick. Verse 14 says the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Galveston. Amen. Amen. He says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened by his might in in your inner man. That Christ may, notice this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, May be able to comprehend with all the saints. Now notice what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which patheth knowledge. Now notice what he says at the end of that. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. What fills you with all the fullness of God? I was getting the Holy Ghost, speaking in another tongue. No, don't get me wrong. I love that. But I knew a bunch of Pentecostal people that were just tough as nails. Amen what causes you to be filled with all the fullness of God is the love of God. And a lot of people never go down to the very root of what the love of God is, so they don't understand His love toward you. Therefore, you can't understand the way you need to look at yourself because you can only love others as you love yourself. And no matter how bad your life has been beat up in the past, God can still use you for, as a vessel for His love to touch people with. Amen. But you're going to have to get this love thing straight. You say, why? Because we're living in a day in which this fear thing is just erupted like a volcano. And if you ain't been tempted to be fearful, well, that day's probably coming. Amen. Now, notice what it says again. I like it, what it says here. And to know, verse, uh, what is that? 19, and to know. That, That word is to experience the love of Christ. Now, listen. If our our God, the God that we serve, the God that we call our Heavenly Father, the God whose Son redeemed us and bought us and brought us back to the Heavenly... Listen, if our God is not experienced, our God's like every other God. Now, Now, let me say that again. If our God The one we call Heavenly Father, Jesus, whom we call Savior, Holy Spirit, who abides and empowers. If there's not any experience in that, then what in the world are we doing? Amen? But no, every one of us, we could start from this end and go to this end, and everyone in here would have a testimony of a time in which they experienced God. You can't take that out of people. You can't beat it out of them. You can't teach it out of them. You can't kill it out of them. God knows if they can just get a taste of me, they'll get a taste of my love and there's nothing on the earth. Nothing on the earth that can do anything about that. Now, what kind of love is that? You think about that. Let me read it in a... Yeah, I like, I like the Passion Bible. Let me read in the Passion. It says... So I kneel humbly in all before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. That's a great revelation right there, that God's the Father of the family in heaven and on earth. Amen. Amen. And I don't think he wants to play favorites. Well, that might, that, that might be another message. I got two rights, right? And one of them was kind of a right, you know. <laughs> Amen. But he's the father. Everybody say the father. And the perfect father of every child in heaven and on earth. I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Man, Pastor, I've been feeling a little weak, you know. The walk has been hard. The path has been up. It's been rocky. I've stumbled a couple of times. Scraped my knee. No, that's not what this says. this says. This says that he wants to do what? He wants to literally infuse us with his glory, his favor, supernatural strength, till it floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. That might, means at any moment, you just might blow up. <laughs> and cause a great big old glory splat somewhere. You ever done that? Oh, I have. You say, what does that mean? That means there's some place at some time where you're either talking to somebody or two or three people or something, and all of a sudden God says, now I'm ready to use you, and you let that anointing just flood into you. Brother Osteen wrote a book on that called The Divine Flow. He says God cuts on that divine flow and next thing you know, you're right in the middle of a supernatural experience and someone gets saved or someone gets healed, delivered or someone gets encouraged and someone gets blessed. That's how much God loves you. I said that's how much God loves you. It says, uh, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. And the race, I like this, the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. God loves me. I don't know about you. (laughs) Amen. And when people really start experiencing the love of God, the world gets mad. And the church gets madder. You don't believe me? I guarantee you. you. You start seeing signs and wonders and miracles and you'll see, a, you'll see a little ripple in the world. But I tell you, it'll be all of the naysayers that talk about how God doesn't do this anymore. I mean, I've seen that for years. But the good thing is God loves you so much, He wants to show you. Amen. He wants you to see it, hold it, feel it taste it, smell it, oh, every sense. He wants you alive. Listen, the baptism of the Holy Ghost was an explosion into the central realm of man. Amen. You say, what do you mean? They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They begin to speak with other tongues. Since this is touching senses, sight, hearing, these senses are being touched by the power of God. He's invading into the sense realm just like He did 33 and a half years before when He put Jesus in that manger in Bethlehem. What do you think God did? He invaded the sense realm so people could experience God and they only experienced him for three and a half years and they're still talking about it 2,000 years later. The love of God. (laughs) Amen. I mean, I've made mistakes. I've tripped. I've fallen. I've scraped my chin. I've gotten in all kinds of... But I've, I've never doubted that God loved me. That is the core, the foundation reality of the relationship between the father and the child is the love. Thank God for the inheritance. Thank God for all that can come through healing prosperity and blessing. But just to know there is is a God. There is a God. There is a God. There is a God. But I'm his child and he loves me. And the difference between maybe me and someone in the world, he loves you just as much. You've just never experienced it. He wants you to experience it. The darkness of your life can become light. The death of your life can become life. Amen? Now notice what it says. Oh yeah, let me finish it over here in the, in the Passion Bible. I pray that he would unveil within you the riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being being with his divine might and explosive power then by constantly using your faith the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source the source and root of your life then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences the great magnitude the astonishing the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions how deeply intimate and far reaching is his love how enduring inclusive it is endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding this extravagant love pours into you till you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God Amen. Woo! glory to God well, if I can just get enough doctrine or, or if I can get the power. if I, No, what you need is the love of God. And it begins with understanding this is how my God loves me. This is how he loves me. He withholds nothing from me. See, that's one of the things I had to learn in faith is that God doesn't withhold anything from me. If there's a blockage in reception, it's always on my end. There's no problem with the sender. You say, how can you say that? Because everything he sent here we have. From the Bible to Jesus to everything Israel has gone through and is going to go through. Amen? Now, how's my time? Oh, I still got time. Glory to God. Go to Romans. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I've always loved this verse. This This is really a great verse. If there's anything that you're believing God for, you know, within the confines of righteousness, amen. Shouldn't be believing God for your neighbor's wife. You know, I think we've kind of been delivered from... I hope we have. We went through some crazy stuff back in the 80s and 90s. People just did stupid stuff, amen. Notice this, Romans chapter 8, verse 32. If there's anything that you're believing God for within the confines of righteousness, you believe this is a part of God's plan for my life, a part of God's will for my life, whether it be something material, whatever it may be. This is a real scripture which you can really hook into faith with. You say, why? Listen, this is how it reads in the King James. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now listen to it in the Amplified. He that did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? Now, things is a material term. Amen? And it's amazing to me when you talk to people in the denominations, they'll tell you, yeah, God will give you things, but they're all spiritual. Well, that's all well and good, but then he gives us faith to get out of the spirit realm what God says we need in the natural. Amen. That's the experiential side. Remember, we taught on on, uh, redemption over the years and we talk about what's legally ours. What's legally ours. What's legally ours. Amen. Well, we should be able to experience what is legally ours. Did you know that's a law down here on the earth? You go down here to the car lot, buy a brand new car. On the way out, the salesman comes in and says, well, you paid cash for it, but you can't have it. You can't leave with it. You would go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I paid for it. Well, see, Jesus paid for it. I said he paid for it all. He paid for every bit of it, and if he paid for it, he wants you to drive it off the lot. That's a real good one if you're believing God for a car. Amen? I like it in the Passion. Listen to it in the Passion Bible. Let me find it here. Romans chapter 8. It says, For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his Son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give that's always a good question is it god's can god give it see god won't give you cancer he won't give you bankruptcy he won't give you a divorce he won't he won't give it i've counseled with young young uh, young couples many times and sometimes when there's been kind of a question i always ask 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 them well does that person you're believing god do they belong to god do they belong to god amen I was in a situation one time where a, where a, a pastor's wife, I gave a, a lady a prophecy that, that the enemy, she wasn't even dating, didn't even know anybody. I said, the enemy is going to send a counterfeit. Said that by the Holy Ghost, word of, a word of wisdom, because it was looking into the future. And the counterfeit came. And her own sister, who was the pastor's wife, told her, well, that's, that's that man that Brother Rusty prophesied about. He's the counterfeit. She said, I know it, I can't help myself. Well, she married him. Seventeen years later, I was preaching in their church, and he walked the altar and got saved. Well, she probably could have had a little better 17 years. <laughs> Amen. Because they were hell on this earth. It pays to listen to the Holy Ghost. Amen. How did we get off on that? I don't know. That was good anyway. Then We're talking about the love of the Father. I said we're talking about the love of the Father. Now listen, let me, let, let's read this. Let me read in the King James and we'll... We'll come back in a couple of other translations and then we'll be finished. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How should he not with him also give us all the, one translation says, the lesser things of life. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yet rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Say, Jesus is praying for me. Not Peter. Not Mary. You think God would leave that job to someone on a lesser level? So when you have a friend or somebody says, well, Mary's praying for me, so I'm telling Jesus is praying for me. I used to have a joke I used to tell among the Catholics there in Ireland all the time, because you had to shake them up a little bit just to get the word in them, amen. I said, you hear about the guy who was kneeling, kneeling at the altar there at the Catholic church? And a guy came over to him and said, You know, uh, what are you doing? What, you know, uh, how'd it go? I better not tell it then. Yeah. I forgot it like that. <laughs> I won't then. <laughs> that might not be the right one to tell right now. Thank you, Lord. Praise. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah. But now, notice. <laughs> oh, me. Oh, now I remember it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you that you love me, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Because it's just not this room. This goes all over the world. Amen. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Notice it again. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that dieth. Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of the God, who also maketh intercession for us. He pray- he's, the, he's the one praying for us. Amen. He is the one who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Now notice, from the love, from the love, from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? And it is, now notice this. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Why do people read up to that verse and stop? I heard a guy on the radio one time, oh, we're just all marked for slaughter. And he talked about how cancerous slaughter you and bankruptcy is slaughter. But all that's God working His perfect will. And I thought to myself, good night. Why don't you read the next verse? The next verse starts with nay, which means no. Did you see that? No. It didn't say we're sheep. Jesus was the sheep for the slaughter. Yeah. Amen. Do you understand that? Amen. And God's trying to show us, my love is so big. My love is so grand. My love is so awesome. You have to experience it. You can't measure it. It abides in your heart by faith. My greatest act of love was to send my only begotten son, and that should be enough to prove to you I'm willing to give you anything. Yeah. That's my love. And if you're living on the earth and there's tribulation, peril, pestilence, sickness, disease, whatever it may be, it will not separate you from what my love. He's not going to sit up in heaven and watch us getting our heads beat in and go. Well, I I I do love (laughs) him. See, that's what some people think. I thought I'd go listen to some of the prophecies of some of the people that, you know, I thought might be legit. (laughs) I don't know anymore. And I thought to myself, say something to edify people. Say something to build people up. This scripture says, now look, notice what it says here. It says, no, no, in all these things. That means in the tribulation, in the pestilence. Are you getting that? In all the things he just talked about, the persecution, the distress, the famine, the nakedness, the peril. No, 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 no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Sometimes you just got to start conquering. Conquer those thoughts in your mind. Conquer those symptoms in your body. Conquer whatever. Conquer that financial problem. Start obeying God. Amen. 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 Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So God says, "I love you so much. I'm going to put you on the earth, and I'm going to make you more than a conqueror." Are you getting an idea how much God loves you? Let let me. I'll close with this. We just got a few minutes in the in the um, Passion Bible. That begins in verse. These are so little. Thirty four is that? No, we read thirty two. Who would, who would dare to accuse those whose God, who, whom God has chosen in love to be His? God Himself is the judge who has issued His final verdict over them, not guilty. Amen. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, for He gave His life for us. And even more than that, He has conquered death and is now risen, exalted, enthroned by God at His right hand. Amen. So how could he possibly condemn us? He's continually praying for our triumph. Did you get that? He's up in heaven. Give them victory. Give them breakthrough. Give them revival. They're speaking the word. They're praying during the week. They're interceding. They're groaning in the spirit. You said when Zion travails, you said that through me. I'm the word of God. Let it happen, God. Let it happen. That's why he's praying. You say, how do you know he's praying like that? Because that's how we're praying. Amen. Amen. You say, what do you mean by that? His spirit is in us. There's a divine connection there. He's crying out in heaven. We're crying out on earth. Don't you think that Father, he's going to do something about it? You say, why? Because he loves us. Amen. He loves us. I said he loves us. Mm-mm-mm. Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God? Who could ever separate from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Troubles, pressures, problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecution, deprivations, dangers, death threats? No! For they are all impotent to to, to hinder omni-impotence. You ought to go meditate on that a little bit. Omni-impotent love, even though it is written all day long. Now notice, even though it is, See, he's carrying the right thought in the translation. There. Even though it is written all day long, we face death threats for your sake, God. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. Now notice, and His demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is how much God loves you. And see, the thing you've got to do as a believer, just like with faith, just like with the need, make it personal. Get into the Word of God. Take these scriptures. Make it personal. This is God speaking to me. This is God speaking to my heart. This is God prophesying into my life the Word of God. Jesus is seated in His right hand praying these things into my life. Amen. And you know what happens? We'll have time, we'll do it, we'll pick it up next week because of the love of God. When that begins to happen, how does God answer? He answers with an impulse that goes out through the universe. It touches every situation, every problem, activates the angelic realm, and they get busy being the ones that are called to be the servants of those who are born again upon the earth right now. Listen, they don't need the angels in heaven. Not right now they don't. We need them down here, active, doing that which God says they need to do according to the people that are believing the things that the Word of God says. Angels are working on your health, working in your family, working in your marriage, working at your job, working in your investments, working in your business. He's trying to bring favor. He's doing that. See, what we do many times is we muddle it all up and we kind of resist a little here and we pull back a little there and we wonder, well, why hadn't it got here yet? You've got to just press in. Amen. Get rid of anything that would hinder the flow. Amen. And if you do that, I guarantee you, In these last days, as all this craziness unveils and reveals itself, we'll be the ones enjoying the ride. Amen. 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 And bringing a lot of people in with us. Because in order, because... uh, Do I have time for that? No, but I'll mention it. It'll help. There's a lot of evil being demonstrated right now. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not going to pick on one subject or another Say this one's any any more evil than this one or that one. But on display, on planet earth right now, there's a lot of evil. There's a lot of evil. And I want you to know when that happens on the earth, God is doing something in the spirit realm because that evil is being activated by God moving. You say, what do you mean? When God begins to move things, especially things that are in his sovereign will that he has planned down through the eternal ages of time. When he begins to position, when he begins to stir hearts, when he begins to do things like that, the the, the demonic realm activates itself. It's the same resistance that was in all of the nations that opposed Israel when they came out of Egypt. It's that same principle, same spirit. guarantee you, one day we'll see it all as it really is. You'll see they're probably the same devils. You say, what do you mean? They just resist the plan of God. They resist the plan of God. They resist the plan of God. They try to usurp the plan of God. And in so doing, they come up with what they think is a plan for their own that has been mirrored throughout history in every despot that tried to rule the world. Amen? Notice how every one of them tore the world to pieces. That was the enemy trying to do something that one day Jesus Christ will do, and that is rule and reign on the earth for a thousand years. Well, you think coming into that is going to be some cakewalk. No, it's not. Thank God there are those in heaven right now. But listen, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's left his authority upon the earth. I was talking to a a friend of mine, a minister on the phone the other day, and I said, why didn't this happen in the 90s? I literally said that. Why didn't this happen when, you know, Brother Hagin was having 25,000 people in the Tulsa Convention Center? You know, when we were having, you know, three or 4,000 up in market at, at camp meetings, when we were going to Lakewood and Brother Osteen built that new 8,000-seat auditorium and, and all the, all it just seemed like it all just, boom, it just exploded. And it looked like, man, this thing's fixing to wrap up. Harvest is coming in. People were prophesying. People were saying, this is it, the great move of God, the great revival. Everybody was on a high. Everybody was going, praise the Lord. And it just went, Whoosh like somebody letting the air out of a balloon. Amen. Ramah still has a good, great camp meeting up there every, every year with three or 4,000 people. Other places are still doing their meetings, but things have changed. Things have changed. You say, why? Well, one reason in the Word, the Bible says he didn't do things to, to exalt or glorify man on the earth. He wants to be glorified. Yeah. Amen. And I think we're going to be surprised once we're all in heaven at how God actually wraps this up. Because we had it all planned like this, and God said, no, I'm going to do it like that. So our our task and our assignments, and it can be the most difficult assignment in the world that anybody's ever had, because others have obeyed God in in their generation and in their dispensation. But what God wants us to do is to make sure we continually follow Him, by watching, praying, and obeying His will to bring in harvest and be what we're supposed to be on the earth. In so doing, caught up in that, we're anticipating that glorious return. We actually begin to act like we really think the time is short. You said, if I knew for sure that Jesus would come back this year, well, I I could pretty much say, it'll be some year. (laughs) And this year looks pretty good. Amen. I listened to Joe today. He said, well, you know, I see he was talking about Macron, the guy who's the, the head of, <laughs> of, uh, of France. Buddy, he fits, every, he fits every slot of the Antichrist. Even his name. Ever, even his name even, oh, man, I thought oh, my God, when he says it, oh, my goodness. He said, if he's not the Antichrist, he's passing up a wonderful opportunity to be one. <laughs> Amen. That's what Brother Hagen used to say. He said, man, I had me a a message on the Antichrist that would make people sit in their seat and shiver. He said, then Hitler died and I lost my message. (laughs) Well, people thought the world was coming to an end back then. But you know, there's more signs and there's more signals now of the second coming of the Lord Jesus than there's ever been. The earth itself is convulsing. The people on the earth, the systems of the earth, or in disarray, just like they said it would be the perilous times of the last days, and here we are right in the middle of it, glorifying God, exalting Him, and living with great hope in our heart that God has said what He said. He is who He is, and He'll do what He said He'd do. And that is to demonstrate His love through us so that everybody can see God's put His kids on the earth to be more than conquerors. Not to just be beat up and tore up, but to be more than conquerors. Amen? Praise God. Doesn't He love you? I said, doesn't he love you? Yeah. I mean, he, he loves you like a father never could. He's your heavenly father. Praise God. Stand on your feet. Where you at, Brother Frank? Hallelujah. Place softly, if you will. Lift your hands and worship God for just a moment. It's just, just 8.30. Praise the Lord. Whataburger's still open. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we worship you tonight. We see your love. Father, a love in which human measurement with all of its instruments, all of its technology cannot find the perimeters and boundaries of your love. Father, we know this is what you are. You are truth and you are love. And you love us with a love that has to be experienced. And Father, tonight we recognize your love in us. We recognize how you value us. We don't judge ourselves based on previous generations or moves of God for they are living in their rewards now but Father we're on the earth just like they prayed in the first chapters of the book of Acts we pray in the last chapter behold their threatenings behold their threatenings behold their threatenings but grant unto thy servants that with boldness we may speak your word Stretch forth your hand to heal. Let signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Jesus, be glorified in our lives. In our obedience, grant us great grace. In our mistakes, our faith is in your mercy and in your love. Let your heart of love and compassion, the very thing that destroys fear, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God. Here tonight, we receive it. Now, if you've been, I'm not going to do an altar call, but if you've been battling some fear or something, lift your hands right now. Well, just all of you lift you. All of us lift our hands. But you if you've been battling fear, if you've been battling a fear or just fear in general, right now with your hands up, let me pray for you. Let me pray. And then you, then you receive as I pray. Heavenly Father, for anyone tonight who would be suffering with fear, that foul, tormenting spirit that activates so many thoughts in our mind at one time, they can't be counted. But Father, I thank you tonight. The revelation of your love toward all of us, all of us, is unmeasurable, unlimited, and you don't give more to one than you do another. You equally love us all unconditionally. Unconditionally. Based on that value you put upon us. We know that you would not treat something valuable. That you would not harm it in any way. That you would do everything you could to enhance it. And what is in us. That is so valuable. Is the very essence of who you are as God. We are your children. We are your children. We are your children. Fathers we leave tonight. Our faith is. In the only thing it can be in your word. Thank you for what Psalms 91 says. Everything about it. No evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh our dwelling place. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you a thousand can fall at our side. Ten thousand at our right hand. But it will not come nigh us. Only with our eyes will we behold and see the reward of the wicked. Thank you Father that this unmeasurable love abides. Lord let us take it out. And let us touch the world who is in so much pain, hurting so bad, so fearful. Let that perfect love, let your acceptance and compassion, let your love, grace, and great mercy be poured out upon them. Give us that harvest. Touch people through us, through our lives, our words, our deeds. Let us be your hand extended. Your voice amplified. Use us, Father. Use us like never before. Thank you, Lord God. As we leave tonight, we love you so much. We declare our love toward you. Jesus, we love you. Father, we love you. Our hearts cry, Abba, Abba, Daddy, Daddy. Abba, Father. We worship and glorify you. We will leave tonight walking in love one toward another. Thank you for the church and our growing love one toward another. The spirit of unity, bond of peace. We thank you, Father. It guards, garrisons our minds. Father, we leave tonight as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost.